Welcome to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us as we study the Word of God together. Go get your Bible and let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. day the Lord has made and what? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to go ahead and get started with uh, scripture and prayer from Brother Steve. Amen. And then we're going to have exaltation from Sister Karen and then we're going to have a song by Sister Frida. Amen. Amen. Good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Good. All right. The scripture I have for you is Romans 12. Starting at verse 3. For I say, though, or through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. And, uh... I had a men's meeting yesterday, and that was one of the verses that they brought up. And a lot of times we do think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But every, like, but like it's saying, everyone has a function. And whatever your gift is, you have to use that function to glorify God in the same body to help grow and to help bring people to Christ. Amen. So whatever your gift is, whatever your function is in the body, it doesn't matter if you're cleaning toilets or a greeter at the door, use whatever gifts you have to glorify God. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for everyone here and for all the blessings that you bring us, Lord. I thank you that we can meet here today to worship your name, Lord, and to glorify you. Thank you for all that you do for us and to help us continue to grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of your word, Lord. Be with us today and be with Pastor today and help us to hear a message from you, Lord. All the glory go to you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. today to give God some praise. I tell you God. one thing I was thinking about, and you know, you know, around Easter time, everybody start coming to church and they start putting on their Sunday best. But, you know, we always come into church with our Sunday best. Yeah, we yeah. always giving God the praise and the worship that he deserves. No matter what situation we going through, you know, we learn to give him praise where we at. I was thinking about it and I was looking, I was looking because I was just like, Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday. Palm, what is Palm Sunday? You know, just asking myself the question. But I thought about it, you know, in the Bible it talks about Jesus was on his way to his death, right? It just to just to send us back something special, the Holy Spirit. And you know, one thing about Jesus, he said he didn't want to do it, but he said, Father, if this is your will, let your will be done. And just because he stood up 
as a man, as a real man, walking this earth and he moved forward, guess what? It gave us eternal life. It gave us something to, to live on for. Something to just give him praise and worship because none of us won't, won't do nothing like that. None of us will do anything like that. But then Jesus moved forward in his calling to bless us on the day. And I thank God for that. When I think about all Jesus went through to save me, girl, look at him, man, look at him, child, look at him. I tell you, I was a mess, tore up from the floor. And all of us got a story, but King Jesus seen something in each and every one of us that he said, I can use you for this. I can use you for that. I can use you wherever I want to. And being that we are so faithful and trusting God in our lives, we move forward thanking God for the gifts and the talents that he has gave each and every one of us. And that's why we're growing today. That's why this church body is so special. Because one thing we do, we have learned from Jesus is love. Amen. We have definitely learned how to love each other. At first it was kind of shaky, but who don't who don't be shaky about who they love? <laughs> but one thing about Jesus, he didn't care what we did, what we done. If he seen something he could use in us, guess what? He said, I love you no matter how many times you mess up. I want you to repent and keep trying to strive for better. You know what I'm saying? So I will say that I'm in with this here because usually... <laughs> When it when you, when you come, when it comes to talking about Jesus and what He has done for us, it is so hard sometimes to sit down because sometimes you don't even know what you're gonna say. But He said, just get up and open your mouth. Yeah. Open your mouth. You will bless many. And for those of you who are listening on the on the network. If you don't know Jesus, you're missing out on a great thing. He's the only one can change your life to make it better. He's the only one can give you unconditional love. Because the love we get from the world ain't nothing compared to Jesus. So try King Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Won't you please take my hand and you said I will tomorrow. Jesus said I am he who supplies all your needs and you said I know, but tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow, I thought about today, but it's so much easier to say, tomorrow, who promised you tomorrow? Better choose the Lord today. For tomorrow very well might be too late. And who said tomorrow would ever come for you? Father, God the glue, there is no other quite like you. We're feeling down and lost again, but with your crown, we all will win. What is the price of the prize must be a reward. Let it be no surprise, we'll be with the Lord. The morning sunrise, it brightens the earth, and for his uprise, it heightens his word. Jesus the Son, and always the gift, he loves us so much, he died for our sins. Let that sink in. While I read this hymn, there's no sink in in the word which is him. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise for that. Amen. That was really, really good. Amen. Praise God. I'm, I'm glad to see everybody here. I'm glad to see you listening around the world. And again, welcome to Walking True Christian Fellowship Church uh, Sunday service. Amen. You know, God has been so good. And again, the song said, he's a good God. Yes. And I thank God for that. Yes. So let's go ahead and take our tour through the Bible. Let's work this thing out. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Very familiar passage. And what we're going to do, once you get there, say amen. amen. We're going to be in verse 28 to 30. And then we're going to read Romans 9, 
1 through 5. And Steve's going to read it loud and proud. And then we're going to go ahead and kind of talk about this. Amen. You get it, say amen. Romans 8, 28 through 30. Romans 9, 1 through 5. 828 through 30, 9, 1 through 5. All right, Steve, let's get to work. All right. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Yes. Okay, go ahead. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. For I, read that, for I, for I'm sure this one thing, Romans 8.38. Okay, go ahead. 38. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 9, 1 through 5. In Romans 9, 1 through 5. Mm -hmm. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness and the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. They are Israelites and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Amen. And the title of this sermon is The Scandal of Separation. Jesus, as we approach Resurrection Sunday, we, the world was separated from him. The first part of Romans, when Paul writes, he talks about from verse from chapter 1 to verse 323, he talks about the problem of mankind, and it sums up with, uh, we all fall short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. From 323 until, and, until chapter 8, to the end of chapter 8, we have what it takes and what God has given us by faith, his son, Jesus Christ. Chapter 5, verses 1 tells us that we've been justified and therefore we have peace with God. So there is a separation. There has been a separation. There's always been a separation because we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Mm -hmm. We are born this way. We are fashioned in this way. And the Jewish nation had a separation in the temple, which was the wall that separated the, the people and their God. And the priests could only go in once a year and offer sins 
offer a sacrifice for sins. And he had to go in bloodied and tipped. And then he would have to offer prayers and sacrifice for the sin of the nation. So with the fall of Adam, there's always been this separation. And just like the separation with, with this, we experience separation in our lives. When you don't have a job, you're separated from employment. Mm -hmm. When your kids grow up, mothers and fathers, we call it empty nest. There's that feeling of separation. When someone dies that you love, you miss them. You've been separated from them. A wife who, or a husband who has a spouse that passes, there's that separation. And we call it separation anxiety. A lot of things that we want, we're separated from and we have to learn what we can do to give them. But in God's economy with Jesus and God, he's provided, provided a way for us not to have separation anxiety. In Romans 8, 38, it tells us, look at that scripture again. It says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor, nor, nor rulers, nor what? Things present, nor things to come. What else? Nor, nor powers. What else? Nor, nor what? Nor what? Height, nor depth. Mm -hmm. For what? Anything in our creation. For anything in creation. That's me, Brother Jeremy. Anything above or anything below and everything in between. There's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. And therefore, because since there's nothing that should separate us, we shouldn't be so anxious. Yeah. He sums up the faith from chapter 4 to chapter 8 with that. There's nothing in creation that shall separate you from the love of God. And that's the key, folks. Jesus died and rose again so nothing can separate you from his love. And you say, well, pastor, what if I do this? And what if I do that? And what if I do this? It still don't separate you from his love. There's no sin that separates you from his love because that sin was paid for at the cross. But in chapters 9 up to 12, 9 through 11, Paul calls it the dispensation. We may call it those who study, may call it the dispensation. The first eight chapters were doctrine. The second eight chapter, the, the next one is dispensation. The first chapter was faith. The second chapter is about hope. So Paul starts off chapter nine with this, with this, with this hope. He's saying, look, I am grievous. I am sorrowful because of my blood, of my kinsmen, I wish that I could be a curse. And he said, I'm not lying about what I just said. I'm not lying about the fact that you can never be separated from the love of God in Christ Jesus. See, that separation is in a place. It's placed in Christ Jesus. And Paul is saying, look, I'm going to go back and, and think about my kinsmen according to the flesh. I wish that they would receive what I received to the point that it, I wished I was a curse. Something that would never happen. What Paul is trying to say to you is, is that we should have some separation anxiety from those that we love, that we want to come to Christ. There should be something in us that feels like Paul, like if we could give this faith away, if we could give our salvation, if we could give a little bit of our salvation to our neighbor and to our family members, we would. And Paul is saying, it anguishes me so much, the sorrow so heavy. Maybe if God would curse me and make that deal with me, I could give it to my fellow 
nation of Israel. But we know Paul is speaking in a way that that's not going to happen. I can share my faith with you, but I can't share my salvation. And that's where the anxiety comes in. Because I can share my money with you. I can share my knowledge with you. I can share a drink with you. I can, I, I, I can share my cloak with you. I can take off my jacket and give it to you for warmth. But this thing called salvation is so idiosyncratic, meaning that it's so personal to each and every one of us that we can share the gospel, but they, God has to save them. Mm -hmm. A one starts off, there's no more condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And since there's no more condemnation, God pours his love into our hearts. And that's why there's no separation. That's why there's nothing can separate you from the love of God. And it's not a cheap love. Mm -hmm. You know, we make this love so cheap like it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. No, it's all for those who are where? In Christ right. Jesus. If you're not in Christ Jesus, you can't partake of this abounding love. Don't get it twisted. All that we are, all that we can be, all that we will be is found in Christ Jesus. We are being conformed to his image. So that's why there's no separation. Because if it could be separation, then what would be the point of being in Christ Jesus? We all, you know, and, and you hear people, well, what, if, what, if, what if a person sin this way? What if a person sin that? There's no sin that Jesus didn't die for. So when I do wrong, he still loves me, yes. He loves you just like a parent. He'll take you to the woodshed and whoop on you. <laughs> he said those he loves, he chastises. But a bastard, he leaves alone. Some of you are not feeling the love of Jesus out there because you're not saved. And you actually believe that there's this universal love of brotherhood of mankind. No, that ain't what the Bible teaches. You are saved or you ain't saved. And Paul is saying, I wish the nation of Israel who, if you look at what they were given, they were given the prophets, they were given the law, they were given the promise. It's eight things that they were given that they should have known not that they had an opportunity not to be separate. But because they rejected what was prophesied, the separation grew any, any, any wider. From Malachi to Matthew, there's 400 years yeah. of separation. Now, separation doesn't mean God forgot about Israel because after six, it, it would be assumed that since they are separated from the commonwealth of their promises, their prophets and all of that, that God doesn't love them. No, when God makes a promise, it supersedes how you feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, we may read into this more than he says. He says, look, they had it all, but they dropped the ball. The separation that was caused was caused by their disobedience. But God promised Abraham a seed. God promised Adam a seed that will come and be the savior, not only to the nation that he picked to work his way through, but also to the whole world. But the nation rejected him, but it let us come in. It was the way to which God had figured out a way to bring us all in. So now in Christ Jesus, this time in dispensation of hope, because right now we're living in a dispensation of hope. That's called grace. Yeah. In this dispensation yeah. of hope, anybody, everybody, all bodies can come into Christ. Whomsoever will can come. Amen. And since whomsoever will can come, what we can promise them, once you come, you can't be separated no more. Right. When Jesus died, 
The wall of separation, the physical wall was rent in two. But it has spiritual ramifications because at that time it didn't it, 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 it made no difference between clergy and regular folk. Amen. We can all come to Christ. Amen. We all consider priests. We all consider prophets. We all consider ministers. We all have been given the ministry of reconciliation. And reconciliation means that there's no more separation because if I reconcile something, I brought it together. Mm -hmm. I worked it out. Yeah. See, so separation is good because it brings forth opportunity. That's why I told you rejection brings forth opportunity. Rejection brings forth opportunity. Separation does too because separation is the breeding ground to bring unity in. Mm -hmm. There's no need to unify if you're not separated at some point. <laughs> so everything we look at, we say, okay, where is God in it? When you were separate, as Kay said, when you was torn from the floor up, God provided a way through Jesus Christ that Paul talks about. From 323 to Romans 830, away God by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel, that he would reconcile you back to him, that you have peace with God. You're justified to, to God by faith. You're made peace with him. There's no anger between God and you anymore. God doesn't look at you as an enemy. There's nothing that has to come between you and God now. You can come boldly before the throne of grace. God has made these awesome promises to you. And it's all inside of Christ Jesus. It's not separate from Christ Jesus. It's all inside of Christ Jesus. And just like Paul, we wish, we hope, there was some way that we could give what we are to someone else. We would, but we could share who we are, but we can't give what we are. Some of you in here got family members that you won't save. And if you could give a little of your salvation away to save them, you would. Mm -hmm. But if you gave a little bit of salvation away, you would be cursed again. It's either all or nothing with Jesus. That's right. He didn't die for you to get partly saved. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't sit on that cross for you to get doses of salvation. <laughs> Even though sometimes you act like you're getting doses of it. But he died one time, once and for all. The last lamb to go in and die to shed his blood for all mankind. And then all you have to do is believe. And then John, it tells us all the time we say this. The problem with man is he don't believe. That's why he's condemned. But then we got the verse 5 and 1 says, 8 and 1 says, there's no more condemnation in those in Christ Jesus. So why, if I'm just a thinking man, if I'm condemned because I don't believe, I can be not condemned by what I believe. And it's not a religion, it's a person. But then there was a separation anxiety that the, the apostles had. Jesus told them, look, I must go away. And can you imagine you being with Jesus all that time and none of the stuff Jesus taught you really clicked into your head because it didn't click into their head. You know, it, 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 it just didn't, some things just didn't register. You know, but Paul talks about this, 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 this registration. I want to go back up before I go there. You think about this. What we are in Christ Jesus is something we've never been before. What we are in Christ Jesus, we've never been before. Look at, look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 19. Read that, Steve. Therefore, 
If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are what? New creation. What you are now, you've never been. I'm going to say it again. What you are now, this second, this moment, that millisecond, you have never been. Because you're new creation. And in this new creation, how do we go ahead and read? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So the old has passed away, the new has come. See, what has passed away? The separation. The old was the separation. What separated us from God? Sin. Adam sin and our own sin. When Jesus went to the cross and rose again, that which we believe on put us right, took all the separation away. So what was we always talk about all things new? No, what's new is that you're a new creature and that you have no more issues with God. Amen. You are heir to the throne. You don't have to worry about it. Well, what if I continue to sin? Okay, and? Repent. The gift of repentance is for saved folk. Mm-hmm. See, people think you repent and get saved. No, you get saved and then you need, you realize you need to repent. Because how can a dead man repent? <laughs> See, you're a new creation. Stacey, you're a new creation. Steve, you're a new creation. Mm-hmm. All of y'all in here are new creations. Those who, you're a new creation. A dead man can't do anything. But a man that's alive can look at his life and say, you know what? I see how good God is. I think I'm going to change. Who well, I'm going to change? Because I realized what he did for me on the cross. I realized that he went to the cross for me. And all I have to do is believe in that. And then that starts me off. And he sovereignly saves you. Then nobody can snatch you out of his hand. If you were saved by me, I could change my mind about you. If I was saved by you, you could change your mind about me. But when he said nothing will separate us from the love of God, what he's trying to convey to each and every one of you is that it's not based upon what nobody said, but what he did. Paul has been given the gospel of grace that even the other 11 apostles could not see. Because you have to remember, the first church was a Jewish thing. And they were still doing Jewish rituals. They believed in Jesus as the king, they believed Jesus as the savior, but they still hadn't separated themselves from the works-based mentality of salvation. Paul was given the gospel of grace, the mystery, the body of Christ. You're not the remnant, they the remnant. Because they believed. The remnant, the remnants of all the people that we read in the narratives of the Gospels that believed on Jesus. From the woman at the well to the centurion soldier to all the Jewish people in between. Those are the remnants. Because God said in Jeremiah, don't worry about Jeremiah. It looks like I'm losing, but I'm winning because I always have on my team. Some 18. Always have on my team 70 men who have not bowed their knees to bow. And these 70 men come with 70 women, their wives. And they come with the children of these 70 men and 70 wives. So you're talking about God always having somebody ready to take up the mantle. But the separation 
is always there. You are a new creature in Christ. Keep reading, two, keep reading out 19. All this is from God, mm -hmm. who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God closed the gap and gave us, those of us in Christ Jesus, this ministry to bring others to Christ and close their gap. You're not the gap closer. You're the gap teacher. Yeah. Don't start thinking you the one. Because right, right, right. he said you, he gave you the ministry of reconciliation. It's not your ministry, it's his. Right. And when you get his ministry, then you go out and do his work because you're his ambassador. There's no such thing as a lone ranger. And I was discussing something when I was recording yesterday with some people who have been church hurt. And they were talking about they need to unlearn some things. Mm -hmm. And you do. You need to unlearn. You need to unlearn the mulligan stew of mixing Old Testament with New Testament with the God with the with the epistles of Paul. You need to learn that there's no work that we do that makes us right with God. You need to learn that God loves everyone that will believe upon Him. God wants us to not be like the world because we're a new creation. We should walk a little different, talk a little different, be a little different to be the light in somebody's life. But again, it's only the light that's in us. The Bible says that we need to what? Work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Think about this. Work out. You have to work out what's worked in. Well, let me put it this way. That kind of flew over y'all head. When Jesus died, we're going to read that he sent back a comforter. And he told them to handle their separation anxiety, I'm the Father going to send back a comforter. He's going to send back this comforter to, 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 to be with you, to dwell within you, that's going to be like me and going to lead you into all truth of things that I taught you so you can be comforted. So you will have the separation anxiety. See, Paul is giving us the doctrine back to look at the, the Gospels. Paul says there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. See, and, and, and when Jesus said that, they didn't understand that, that once he died, there's still nothing that separates them from the love to the point that he sent back love for them. So when you get saved, what's deposited in you? The Holy Spirit. What did I just say? You need to work out your own soul salvation. You need to work out what's been deposited in to show somebody this out. You need to work it out. That's called sanctification. While you're being sanctified by God, it's an inside, outside thing. How can you let the light shine if you don't let it out? So you're working out your soul salvation. And nothing can separate you from the love of God because you understand you're working it out day by day, day by day. You're being conformed to his image. You're becoming a brighter light for Christ. You're working out your ministry of reconciliation for Christ by the grace of God, not by religious activity. Amen. But Jesus knew that they would feel like orphans. 
But he said, I've, I've worked it out. So you ain't got to have no separation anxiety. So you will understand that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, no things present, nor things to come. That will separate you. Nothing that is about to happen will separate you. But let me tell you, everything that I'm about to do will bring you closer to me. How can a death bring me closer? Because that was the last and final death that was needed to pay for mankind's sin. That throughout history, his blood is still working. Let's see. Go to John. John 14. John 14. Read verses 1 through 3. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so... Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may also, you may be also. So where he is, we may be also. Why? Because he had to go away. So on the surface, separation anxiety came when he told him he had to go. But then he closed the gap by saying, I'm going to send back a comforter. My father's going to send back a comforter that's going to dwell within you, that's going to provide you with what you need so you can work out your own soul salvation. So there should be no separation anxiety. But the natural man, he's always worried about something. Mm -hmm. You don't have no money, you're worried about if you go get a job. If you want to be with somebody, you're worried about dating. It's that separation from that, that, that thing that you want that caused you the most problem. But I will, I will say this. The world don't care nothing about God. They don't care that they separated from God because the world tells them they're okay just the way they are. But they don't need God even though they're enemies of God. They don't need God because God loves everybody. You need to quit saying that. Because that ain't what God said. God so said he loved the world, he gave his begotten son. That whomsoever believe. See, there's a caveat to that. See? And so what pastor don't he? No, this is what I'm going to try to teach you. I'm going to try to teach you. It's real simple. Because if you believe that God loves everybody, then there's no reason to die. There's no reason for Romans 5 and 1. There's no reason to say that we're no longer enemies with God. There'd be no reason to even put that in there. So you got to make it make sense. So explain it to me, Pastor. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> God loves everybody enough to die for them. Amen. 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 He doesn't say, you know what? I'm going to die for only those people over there. Or I'm going to die for only those people. He loved, God gave his son to the world to be a sacrifice once and all for the world and the benefits of it you can only feel and only realize beyond the grace that the world gives you time to believe the only way you're going to know it is to become a part of Christ Jesus because if you condemned already because you don't believe then there's a separation from God that has to be made up. And God made it up through the Son of Jesus Christ. And he gives you the makeup. The distance closer. By grace. Jesus died to give you grace. Mm 
Amen. Not the common grace. Yeah. But but to deal with this separation. Mm -hmm. To deal with your biggest issue. The sin issue. Everything that's wrong with you comes from sin. <laughs> and you try to make it something else. Mm -hmm. You try to point on the outside. It's because of that person or because of that person. Right. No. Right. When you try to do good, it's evil is always present in you. Yeah. You ain't got to look outside of you. <laughs> but God died to make up that gap. He wants to educate you. He wants to renew your mind. And when your mind is renewed, you can rest. See, this, this thing that he did in Romans 8, 38, and what Paul is wanting, he wants to give Israel rest. Amen. He wants to give the ones that he loved, the ones that had the prophets, the ones that had the law, the ones that had the oracles of God, the ones who had the promise, the one who had the salvation, the eight things that they had. He says they had it all, but they would not believe. Now we talk about as a nation. There are some that believe, and those people who believe this part of the nation Israel are called the remnant. But the remnant is taking his cues from the body of Christ. Because now you are the light unto the world. This is the time of the Gentiles. And you being the body, you represent the Lord. And, the, and through reconciliation comes the rest. You can rest now. You don't have to be anxious about anything. That's why he tells you. Don't worry about what you don't have. Be thankful for what you do have. Amen. Learn to be content in any state you in. Because there ain't no separation, man. There ain't no separation, y'all. There ain't no separation, people. Because I can be content when I don't have because I understand the overall picture. If I'm in a situation where I don't have, he wants me to learn something. He's not punishing me. He wants to show me something. So I can be content because I understand Romans 8, 38 and 39. I understand that because guess what happens? All things happen to the good for those who love God. And there's no separation from you. There's no separation from you. There's only grace upon grace. And when we learn to walk in the grace, you'll find yourself fulfilling the law. Because there is no law that can come against the love of God. Nothing that's created by man. When I drove down the street the other day, Miss Stacey was looking at the monuments in Clayton of a man's genius. All those big, pretty buildings. And I thought about this. Some people think that these monuments represent God. And really all they represent is the genius of man. But all of that is going to be laid to waste one day. Even your nice house, your nice car, your nice clothes are going to fade. But isn't it good to know that nothing can separate you from the love of God? Isn't it good to know that you don't need to have no separation anxiety? Because no matter what you build by your hands, it's going to be turned to dust eventually. But your righteousness with God and the crown of, of victory and glory and the robe of righteousness will be given to you and nobody can take it off of you because he paid such a high price for you that there's no more separation. There's nothing that can separate me. There's not an angel in heaven or a devil in hell that can separate me. There's not a naysayer or a person who talk about me that can separate me. See, you and me can't be separated. So why are we tripping? Amen. 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 
I mean, I just got to make it plain. Why are you tripping? So what's somebody talk about you? He said, if they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. That's why I tell you, wear that badge of haterism like honor, because none can separate you. You're not perfect, but you're being perfected. <laughs> That's the Bible say. You being perfected, you being made mature. Purpose of the so-called fivefold ministry has one purpose: to edify the saints, to mature the saints, to grow up the saints, to encourage the saints, to build up the saints, until we all come into the full knowledge and the full stature of what we're being conformed into. We only tear down people to build them up. But if you tear down people to tear down people to show how smart you are, then you're not a child of God. Because you don't understand no matter what state they're in, God loves them enough to die for them. And if they call themselves a saint of God, and even when they're not acting like a saint of God, there's a process. It's called restoration. Galatians 6 and 1. For those of us who are spiritual, we let them deal with it, and we restore such a one in a meekness that we have. We don't run to it. We take it serious. But our whole goal when we give discipline is to one day restore you. So we want you to hope that you would come to church just like you are. Just like you've been. Yeah. Just like you used to be. But there is a God who died for you that doesn't want any separation. He wants to be right in your face. He wants to be right there with you. When you turn around, you bump into him. Excuse me. Oh, geez, that's you, Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. And people teach, oh, idolizing the past. Idolizing the way church is set up. All these walls of separation. Each one of you can walk up here and bump me in my head anytime you want to. Because there's no wall of separation. And I purposely did that. Because in our old churches, there are these different levels, which is a which is a, a, a sad replica of the temple. But it's meant to separate you from the people. Jesus died so we can all be one. Amen. Different functions, one body. Ain't that what the body of the Bible say? And that no part can look at the other part and say I'm more important. The only thing important to the body of Christ is the head, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the hope of glory. There's a hope of glory inside of you. And that's what you give out because there's no separation. Don't be scared to tell people how God is a God that brings things together. What did Travis say? He the glue. Yeah, yeah. He is. And when you're glued to something, you're not separated. <laughs> See, you can work this out in your own vocabulary, in your own language, as long as we're saying the same thing. God loves you. He died for you. And, when he, and those who believe cannot be separated from him anymore. That's it. Now, how you express that is one thing. But how you live it is a whole nother. You can say it out of your mouth but not live it. Which means there's a disconnection. But through the proper teaching and prayer you'll catch up. You'll catch up to what you profess because he told us to work out our own soul salvation. You can be saved and still understand everything that I'm saying. But you know I'm confident the Holy Spirit that saved me is the same Holy Spirit in you and he'll bring you along in his pace. So I don't have to look at you and say, well, you separated. No, I can just say, you just not where I'm at, but what covers you is the same grace that covered me when I was just like you. Yes. See how beautiful it can be when you know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. Nothing. 
Jesus. Yes. Next Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. Nothing. Nothing on earth. Nothing in heaven. Nothing below the earth can separate us from the love of God because he said he went to go prepare a place for us and he said if it wasn't so that you with me then I would have told you but where I go you used to couldn't come but now that I've gone and you believe now you got a first class ticket and an invitation Amen. you can come where I'm at you can be with me and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit back to encourage you that you have no separation from me and from the body of Christ and all the brothers and sisters that call upon the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the fact that there's no separation, that we all come to the cross by grace. We all come to the cross as sinners, and there's room for everybody and anybody who wants to believe. Lord, we thank you that by the faith in Jesus Christ, we made peace with God. We thank you that there is no more condemnation for those of us who are Christ Jesus. We thank you that you have made us a new creation, that the old thing that separated us is gone, and the newness of walking in the marvelous light is before us. And Lord, we accept the assignment of being those who reconcile, be the glue, to tell people about the good news of a good God who gave his good son to die for us once and for all and lives and gives us the resurrection power. Like Paul said, to know him and know the power of his resurrection and the power of his resurrection is simply this. There's no more separation for those of us who believe. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that you heard something that will encourage you, bless you, and leave you at peace and edify you and strengthen you. We always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And what? Walk, Walk in truth. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.